0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is showtime! Please welcome the team of the Fulhamish Podcast.
1: Hello, you're listening to Fulhamish Extra, your weekly extra dosage of Fulham FC content. I'm your host, Don Betts, and joining today's podcast is obviously the one and only Sammy James. Coming up on today's show, we look ahead to Saturday's game away to Blackburn at Ewood Park, and we also look at how we can encourage more Fulham fans. To follow the Whites away from home. This comes obviously. We touched on it in Monday's pub with a question from Steve 1964 Southwest Six. But also, I looked at the Derby ticket sales for a couple of weeks' time on that Friday night, and it was only about 366. So we thought we're sort of going to look up ahead, to see how we can improve and encourage more fans to follow the Whites on the road. Joining us to look ahead to Saturday's game is Ryan Hildred from Rovers Chat. And we started off by asking, "Is top six the aim for the club this season?"
2: Yeah, I said that at the start of the season. It's got to be the aim. Um, I was saying it at the start of the season before Bradley Dak obviously. Obviously got his horror injury, um, because I thought this was probably the last season we were going to have him. Um, And even more so with the way that the season is panning out, it is just so open. You know, everyone's beating everyone and, um, you know, particularly the top six now is so concertina that, you know, Rovers are in that cluster of clubs just behind that if you can put a bit of a run together, then um, you can get right in the mix. So, um, yeah, it's got to be the aim. It's got to be.
1: How how obviously it was a massive loss losing player like Bradley Dak. I think there isn't really a championship team he he wouldn't get into. But what how would you think Blackburn have coached without him so far?
2: Not too bad actually. Um I think we wobbled a little bit. I mean the game it happened against Wigan ended up as a ball draw and then um we drew the next one at home to Birmingham as well. And I think Mowbray said that was a game where, you know, having Dak on the pitch just to to do that bit of magic would have won the game against Birmingham and um you know, since um we lost the Forest on New Year's Day, but since that point, um, Adam Armstrong is the one who's really stepped up and um you know, and looking like the one who's gonna score some goals. And then, you know, players in behind like Stuart Downing and, and Lewis Travis uh, are also stepping up. So I'd say we've coped fairly well and you know, it just looks a bit more fluid in that attacking line, but um sadly two players who uh who we'd want to be stepping up. Joe Rothwell and Lewis Holtby are both injured as well, so um, we're running thin on the creative players. That's for sure.
1: Obviously, the result that sticks out in my mind recently was obviously that a mad five 0 win away at Chevrolet yeah. Wednesday at Hillsborough. Was that an anomaly or was that just an example of what Blackburn can do when they're like when they hit the when they really in form, really?
2: Uh, I mean, that's definitely an anomaly. I think it was uh, the first time since something daft like 1950 since we'd won five nil away from home. So definitely an anomaly i think it was just one of those games where everything went for us um you know got the the early goal they got a red card that was never a red card and we were just ruthless weren't we and i think some days it all just comes off for you and and rovers had one of those games it's certainly a result none of us were expecting but yeah it it is something we can do um you know i do think we've got those attacking players at our disposal but um yeah I, i don't expect us to do it again for a while because you know, as long as I've been watching Rovers, um, we rarely pull a, a five 0 out of the bag.
1: Looking back at obviously the reverse fixture, the it the win at Craven Cottage of Fulham, obviously it was our first win of the season after that disappointing loss for us away at Barnsley on the opening day. Obviously, it was quite a turgid affair, really. Obviously, I know we scored, we we won the game, but obviously it was a cracking goal from Tom Kearney at the time. How how different? How, how much of a different Blackburn side do you think we're going to see to that one?
2: Um, I think defensively, um, we've now got a much more solid foundation. Um, we've got three of the first choice back four who are regularly playing now in Nyambi, Lenihan and, and Um And then Amari Bell at left-backs um, stepped up a little bit recently as well. So we've got that foundation in defence, you know, at the start of the season. I think there was something that like seven or eight different combinations at the back because of injuries and other things um but yeah we're settled there now and then we've got lewis travis as i say just in front and the evergreen stuart downing so you know we've got six players from a a defensive point of view that providing that good basis and it's allowing the likes of of adam armstrong and joe rothwell before he got injured to go and play their football so yeah i think it'll be um a harder Rovers side for Fulham to break down, most certainly, um, and it's one we'll go into with confidence with, with our recent home record.
0: feels like an eternity since Blackburn were in the Premier League. I'm sure it feels like even longer for yourself, Ryan. Uh, it finally, though, is starting to feel like Blackburn fans are happier and that the club is recovering from what was a pretty awful spell in the history of Blackburn Rovers.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, Again, I've I've said it at the start of the season on this show as well that, you know, it was the first summer where it was stable and we were genuinely looking forward. Um, I still think there's quite a few fans that are fairly impatient about getting back to the Premier League. Um, But, you know, I think some of those forget that, you know, when you think of revenue and attendances and things like that, we're one of the lowest in the championship. So, we have got to cut our cloth accordingly. You know, we can't go and make those big sign-ins and whatever. Certainly don't have parachute payment money anymore. So I think it's going to be a slow burner. And and Mowbray is a manager who is alluding to that, you know, using the academy, being, you know, quite frugal in the transfer window. So we didn't sign anyone this January, for example, because I think he's just watching those coffers, uh, FFP and all of that. So I think hopefully the fans will give him time. You know, football is a very short-term business, isn't it? Fans can be very fickle. And and Mowry indeed was under pressure in in November, you know, and I was one of the people who was not calling for him to be sacked, but just one that we might be questioning, is he the right man? But yeah, I think we've all got to be patient as fans and it might take a few seasons. And, you know, you look at teams like Brentford, um, you know, I think bit by bit, season by season, they've just built towards where they are now to get that realistic chance of going up. And I'd probably stay the same, that's where Rovers are heading, it might be three or four seasons until you say, yeah, we are bona fide kind of promotion candidates.
1: Going to Ewood Park is never something that too many Fulham fans look forward to, simply due to the fact we don't have a good record there. Um, obviously, you know, we we had the memorable victory and obviously in the season we got promoted from the Championship back in 2001, but looking and obviously there was the late tom Kenny winner in our previous fixture but what do you know with blackburn's solid record against fulham i think there's one game i remember where you know you beat i think you beat us even though you were down 10 men you might have won 3-0 i feel like david goodwillie scored or you he might have been playing got sent off i can't quite remember but do you think you know the good home record they've got against fulham do you think that will be confidence for blackburn fans going into the game
2: yeah i think so um certainly when i was uh thinking of the game in my head you know that's that's my opinion of it, that we've got a good home record against you. And I, I do remember that Tom Kearney goal as well, because we love Kearney and uh, it was heartbreaking. Um So I think, yeah, genuinely we've, um, we've been solid at home all season. So, um you know, I think any team that we'd play Ewood part this season would be confident because that's the basis that Mowbray has built. And when I think about our good seasons in the Premier League, for example, it was always, a bit of a fortress Ewood Park, albeit probably twice as full as it is now and a bit more vocal than it is now. But um, yeah, I I do think it's it's one we go into with every confidence. And yeah, absolutely aided by, by the good record against Fulham
1: obviously with the likes of Bradley Dakin and obviously Holtby being out as well, which, you know, he was some, he sort of split opinion when he was at Fulham on loan towards the end of 13, 14, but who are the players you think we better cause Fulham the most danger considering, you know, our weakest areas clearly our defense, especially in the wide areas. Who do you think is going to cause us the most trouble?
2: Yeah. Um, well, I've said Adam Armstrong. He's, he's the obvious one He's he's a man in form and he just gets maturer um by the game really and he's really stepping up into that breach and attack and he's still only 21 22 which is daft because it seems like he's been around forever um you know and he's obviously got pace to burn in behind as well so if we can kind of get him in in that kind of left inside channel where Moby likes to to play him then he's going to cause a few problems um We've got a young lad who's broke through our academy who made his full debut on Saturday, Joe Rankin-Costello. Um, you know, he he looks a good physical prospect, actually, because um, we've got another academy lad, John Buckley, who doesn't physically look up to it, and he probably needs a season or two to bulk out. But Rankin-Costello looks a player in the making, and I'd expect him to start again on Saturday with Rothwell and Holtby being out and he seems to have a bit of everything, you know, he's got a good delivery on him, can dribble the ball, he's nice and strong, nice and physical, so he's another one I'd be watching out for and man of the moment, um, Lewis Travis is, is the other one again, I've said him, He he's, I don't know if you saw his goal on Saturday, that's the bit I've been waiting for him to do a little bit more of, getting that ball in the midfield area and breaking forward and it was nice to see him get that goal on Saturday at Borough, so um, they're the three I'd be picking out I think.
1: On a, on a on a on a sort of side note, is is it been a change of season for the away fans to be put in the upper tier? Because I feel like it's going to be the first time I've been in that tier. Every time no. I've been in, he I've been in the lower.
2: Oh, it's to be honest, it's had a lot of discussion amongst the fans. It seems like the most pointless exercise in the world, if you ask me. Um, you know, the, the CEO claimed it was to. To even out the playing field and put it more in, in Blackburn's favour, with you know the away fans being up in the gods and all that, like you are at St James's Park in Newcastle, but it's been absolutely pointless. You know, Preston came to Wood Park a couple of uh, weeks ago, a few weeks ago, and they sold out the whole allocation. They sold out the upper tier, and then we let them have the bottom tier anyway. So it's just a completely futile exercise. So I don't think it makes a difference whatsoever. If I'm being honest. You know, our stadium's half full anyway because of, you know, still fans staying away and and all of that. So if if teams bring a good number, then they make a good noise. And I think it has minimal impact being in the upper tier versus the lower tier. I really do. So, yeah, you'll have a good time with a higher view. But um, I think, yeah, a pointless exercise, really.
0: Uh, Ryan, time to put your cards on the table. What's your score prediction for the weekend?
2: Uh, My predictions are always out. So I'm going to, I'll be honest and moral with you. I'm not just going to say Blackburn aren't going to win. I will say Blackburn are going to win, but my predictions are shocking, so that's good news for Fulham. (laughs) I'm going to say um, I think we're struggling in attacks. I think it's going to be quite tight. And as I say, with our defence, I can see it being a 1-0, actually. 1-0. 1-0.
0: Ryan, thanks for joining us. Ryan Hildred there from Rovers Chat for our Opposition View. Blackburn hosting Fulham on Saturday at 3 o'clock at Ewood Park. Dom, uh, score prediction, mate?
1: I'm going to go 2-1 Fulham. Again, I do think it's going to be a close game. I don't. I think Blackburn, these in our run between now and the end of February, in these six games we've got, I think this and the middle game, our next two fixtures are going to be the toughest ones. And yeah, as I said, we don't have a good record there. And even when we've won there, it's been fairly tight. So yeah, I think we should be able to get the three points on the weekend and we need to to keep up with the top two. But I do think it's going to be a tight affair. So I'll go for a 2-1 win. Would you
3: like the latest Fulham breaking news straight to your phone? I thought you might. If so, sign up to the Fulhamish WhatsApp channel and you'll receive regular match day updates, transfer updates, breaking FFC news and podcast alerts. It's 100% free and you can opt out any if you want. To sign up, go to fulhamish.co.uk forward slash WhatsApp and follow the instructions. That's fulhamish.co.uk forward slash WhatsApp.
1: On this week's Monday pod, we received a question from steve 1964 Southwest 6 about what we can do to encourage more Fulham fans to follow the team away from home. And I don't think we really covered it in enough detail. So on this week's Love Sport Radio Show... We delved into the situation a bit more.
3: I just think all around the club at the moment, um, I think th- like home and away support. I-, I-, I wonder if there is just something that the club could do, um, you know, different initiatives. I can't remember the last time there was really a strong initiative from the club to really drum up numbers and not just numbers, but also... Um, how loud the support is, really, uh, across the board. And and maybe I wonder if it's not even just the club, maybe um, a a fans group like ourselves. I'm not saying that we couldn't potentially um, do more to, to kind of unite fans, but also there's the FST and other kind of Fulham fan groups out there. Maybe there just needs to be a bit more of a coordinated effort, both home and away, to try and drum up numbers. But a lot of it also starts with the club, traditional methods are things like free coaches but also um, increased loyalty points for uh, away fans uh, really just like small incentives to get those numbers up it's a really crucial part of the season and there's some big big games coming up and when you see that only a few hundred tickets have been sold for games like Derby next month um, it, it, it's, uh, it's a little bit concerning I mean there is an element of hypocrisy from me I'm not like Dom, um, who goes to every single game. I, for numerous reasons, work being a main one, can't make every single away game, but I would like to go to more and maybe there are plenty of other fans like me who maybe aren't feeling right now that they absolutely have to go to Fulham games or there's something stopping them. I believe the fans are out there, but I feel like, as a fan base and as a club, we need to find a way to, to incentivise more people to go and to make more noise.
1: Yeah, I think when it comes to our way support, like, the ones who do go away in week in, week out, you know, there is a good sort of core support there. I think it's just, you know, the, the necessary numbers. Like, I think when I looked at the sales of the Derby game in two weeks' time, it was about 400 tickets at a time. I, I, don't, I don't really know what needs to be done, because I feel like our way support sort of has fluctuated over the years. Like, I first started going like week in, week out, homing away in about 2011, 2012 sort of time, and you know, it was, and it, that, even that was very different to it was when we got relegated from the championship. You know, a lot of the new young fans do want to go and follow Fulham home in a way, which which, which is great to see. I, I I just don't know what the what the incentive is. Is it just are we just a club who don't have fans who travel that who travel in big numbers, or it's, do you genuinely think if the club was to, like for me, I don't know. If with the free coaches necessarily incentivize that, a loads of people understand they're free and it means you can get to the game. But for some people, you know, getting a coach five hours just simply doesn't interest them. And you know, it's when people you know who want to go to I don't know a certain game, you know, they don't exactly know when to book trains or what the cheapest way of booking trains is. Obviously, we've tried our best on on Twitter and social media and on the website sort of to promote how to get to games and the cheapest ways of doing so. Do you think it's just an amalgamation of, of loads of different factors?
3: I think, yeah, I think that is exactly that. And the thing about the free coaches is whilst it looks good from the club's point of view, and and it will help... A small number of fans. I spoke to Tom Greatrix, who's the chair of the Fulham Supporters Trust, about this. And they've regularly pushed the club for things like um, free coaches for fans. And whilst the club don't seem very willing to do that at the moment, certainly from latest FST meetings, that seems to be the case. Apparently, the clubs have said that in the past, there has actually been quite little interest in free coaches i mean for massive games obviously in the past fulham have done things like the Fulham flyer where they've hired a plane i mean that's that's quite extreme although of course fans are still paying for that and 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 a, and a subsidized train as well and i know clubs like chelsea quite regularly will put on um trains for fans if they feel that there is um the demand to do it. It is, of course, an expensive way of doing it, and the club will inevitably lose money. I also wonder, you look at clubs at the moment, like I was chatting to a Leicester fan. Now, Leicester aren't they huge club. Yes, they are a one-club city, and they do have a bigger fan base than Fulham, but He just said that there's almost got to such a point with Leicester where if you are an away fan, you can't afford to miss many games because if you miss many games, you won't get to the games you want to go to. So it almost becomes a catch-22 where you have to go to those games in order to be able to go to any games. And maybe that's something that the club could do is just really reward those fans that are going up and down the country, make it a real incentive. I don't know whether it's a cheaper season ticket, um, a cheaper, you know, a free shirt or a discount somewhere. There must be something that the club can do to reward those that do go. And maybe if other fans see that actually people are being kind of rewarded a bit by the club for their loyal support then maybe it will just encourage those people who you know the derby game coming up is an interesting one isn't it it's a friday night it's up in derby it's not the most glamorous or easy place to get to although it's not impossible at the same time but it's on sky sports we're weighing up what do you decide to do and at the moment, it is all a bit too easy just to go oh, i'll stay at home and save my money for this one lads uh
0: dom i, I want to bring you in here quickly because you do go to pretty much every away game. you go whenever you can anyway, so yeah, has be something fairly
1: big to stop me going,
0: yeah, for the average mm-hmm. fan listening who maybe. Is an is someone who might go to a few home games a season, or someone who has a season ticket goes to all the home games but misses the away games. Uh, what? Why? Why should? Why should fans come to the away end? Why? What? What is so great about going and being a part of an away crowd?
1: I don't. I, it's, it's hard to sort of put put your finger on it because yeah. it's something. It's it's kind of become force of habit over the last sort of five or six years. You're like, oh, this this week we're going to this place in the UK. But I feel like it's just, it, they are just, as people say, the best days you will. Mm. Apart from obviously when you get into Europe, it's just, you know, I just, I just, I don't know it's just something totally different. It just, you know, when, it, when the Saturday away games are coming up, it is something you look forward to. I feel one thing that sort of plays into, I guess, my advantage here is that, you know, I've got a group of mates who go to every game. Like, there's probably a group of four or five of us, at least, who go to every single away game. Yeah. And then there's a gr- bigger group of, you know, 10 to 15 of us who will do most away games. So, I guess I, I understand if, you know, if there's people who don't have that massive friendship group who don't go to Fulham from you know, yeah. away every single week, but... Yeah, I guess it is just you know that you know when it comes to that Saturday, you're gonna be going somewhere, having a few drinks with your mates, enjoying a day out, no matter what the result is. Mm. And I think you know people. I'm one to not get bogged down about the football if we've lost. I feel like some people do take it a lot yeah. more seriously than I do, as Sammy will definitely agree with. Um, but I do. I don't know. I feel. I don't know. I don't know what it, what it would take to sort of what in, encourage people. I don't know. Speaking, speaking to Sammy, I don't know what would encourage you to i don't know do more away games if, if that makes
3: sense i i think th- for me personally i try and go to every single game that i can and it's only sometimes personal circumstances that dictate so i don't know if m- me personally is necessarily the best case scenario um to be honest actually i mean the thing about the away support is whilst the numbers sometimes are low, at least the actual noise that is generated from Fulham is good. And I think we have gone a long way from sometimes the kind of real rock-bottom days that we maybe had even five to ten years ago, where sometimes a Tuesday night game would be only a sparse sparse amount of fans and I I think you actually now have much a lot more Fulham fans across the country who whilst it's not in enormous numbers if there is games up north actually there is a sizable community I know in Manchester particularly who actually go to some of those northern games because it's it's close to them and that actually does pad out the numbers for me actually I've been quite taken aback by some of the home support this year, and and that's actually one area where I wonder if Fulham itself needs to do more, and maybe if we breed more of a fan culture at home, maybe that actually will translate to, to, to the away games as well. And you, I, I see good work that's been done by. Uh, clubs like Norwich, who have really like turned up their home support um, uh, quite a few notches um, in the last couple of years. Good work from uh, some of their supporters groups, like Along long come Nodge, who kind of put, fa- put flags on um, every fl- on every uh, seat in in the Barclay end at Norwich, and it's really created a big community. And it's something quite simple. It's all funded by fans, but things like that, where actually a community is felt, maybe encourages fans that they feel a bit more part of, of something and actually i wonder if the away support could be you know the improved away support could be started at home i don't know if that sounds like a bit of a uh pie in the sky thinking
0: no, I don't think so at all. Um, hey, Sammy, thank you very much for taking the time out to talk to us this evening. Sammy James there from Fulhamish. Uh, we need to thank at Steve1964SW6 for the tweet. It led us on to this topic, asking if the club should lay on free coach travel to Derby, Forest, Leeds and West Brom to encourage more people to travel away. Dom... Um, what's the best away ground you've been to? Is it Charlton because you get to drink drink a pint while watching the game because the uh, the bar overlooks the ground.
1: That is one massive positive of Charlton away. <laughs> I will give them that. I, don't, I don't I don't my favorite away in the Football League is probably Wigan. Right why? I think you get the entire end. Not for them ever sell it out, obviously. Yeah. But you, you get that entire end. It's you know, you, it is, You're know is not like a million miles away from the pitch. The pies are absolutely great. <laughs> it's like an ideal train length time.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's not too close, but it's not too far away.
1: Yeah, it's like a two-hour train. For yeah. me, like, in, a, in a way, it's not really worth it unless the train's at least an hour and a half. Right, so okay. Birmingham's sort of like your smallest your smallest <laughs> gap there. Yeah, Wigan away, I just don't, don't think I'm beating. I'm a big fan of Preston as well. I do like, I do like Preston. Yeah, I, I, it is like the ones that are, that are northern but aren't really that far up north. You know, mm. if, to be fair, if you are in the lower tier at Newcastle, I'd probably enjoy it because you can get there on the train now in like two hours 45, yeah. but having to climb up to, you know, Mount Everest to get <laughs> to, to get to the Newcastle away in. But yeah, go. if we look quickly, just pretty finish on obviously Steve's question. I feel like it does, the buck does stop with the club here. I mm. think they need to sort of try something to invigorate, as Sammy said, a fan culture within the club. I think... It, it feels really separated at the moment. I feel like it isn't, if you look at clubs that I think of, I think, as you say, Norwich, I think of Sheffield United, particularly this season as we've seen. Yeah. It feels like it's a joint effort that a club want to build a culture when it comes to support and the fans buy into that. I don't think Fulham have that. I think it feels very separated and also with, I don't think when it, I don't, I don't think Fulham fans are also necessarily all united together. I think some, there's like, Groups of Fulham fans who do right. different ways, and I think, um, and you know, it's not like one collective. There's always like many arguments that people bring off social media, and I think, I think it just it's all about creating a culture within the club and the club working with the fans. And I don't think they do that enough. I think that's where the buck stops.
0: Do you think some of it's a London problem as well? Because being from London, yeah. you, you're in the best city in the world. Some people would say people love being in London, and no disrespect to other cities at all, um, at at all. Because uh, I personally love London but um, you can also pick so many games a season where you can go away and still get home in half an hour the people who unlike yourself who likes a proper away trip don't want to go on a proper away trip uh, if if you're supporting somebody uh, from like, like a Sheffield United or even someone like Hull where it's the city's only side uh, do you think they get better away numbers just because it? Well, it's something for them to do
1: Yeah but it's also they've got a bigger catchment area where yeah.
0: I also feel like they
1: build a connection for the area because Mm. they're from that area Mm. when you're a team especially in London how many fans are really from the immediate vicinity of yeah. Fulham yeah I mean there will be plenty of fans who've come to Fulham but if you look if it's like a 2,000 away end you're not going to have four fifteen hundred people from Fulham in that away end you, you know I live you know in, in South London in Morden near Wimbledon Rains Park kind of area and you're Especially, still in London I, I'm still on them, but it's not that Fulham connection yeah. it's got to do with the club you know you've got people who, who travel down from the likes of Brighton you've got people who you know come down from the Midlands you, you've got Northern Fulham fans so I think that's also the, a big problem you do have with with London teams I don't think sometimes there's necessary the culture around the name of the club and where the club's from I'm not saying we don't have a culture everyone understands what Fulham's about and we're, everyone knows what type of club we are but I just that also doesn't help that we're in a big catchment area as well We you've got Chelsea fans and QPR fans and the fan base necessarily isn't there but I think our way support as so mentioned does start with making our home support better and building a culture around the club
3: Cavalero Cavalera Came to us on loan to bring us straight back up. Cavalero, Cavalera. Came to us on loan to bring us straight
1: back up. That's it for this week's Extra Podcast. Thanks for Sammy James for joining me and hope to see many of you at Ewood Park on Saturday as possible. Come on you whites, up the Fulham and we'll see you Monday for a full debrief of the action.